Welcome to the Leader Manager Coach Podcast, where we share knowledge, philosophies, wisdom, and insight to help you on your journey in both sport and life. Introducing your host, Rob Riles. Hello and welcome to another edition of Leader Manager Coach. Welcome along to the podcast. It's great to have you along. Now, as I'm recording this, it is still 2020. And just to give it some kind of reference, if you're listening to this at a different time, and we are still very much in the time of the coronavirus, the COVID-19 pandemic. This is being recorded in the, in the UK. And uh, despite the fact that I was in East uh, South Asia, Bangladesh, uh, when this started, but it's being recorded in the UK and we're still very much in the middle of this and it's quite relevant. So uh, to put a positive slant on it, I wanted to talk about a couple of things and one of those is certainly related to COVID-19. Now, as many of you will know with Leader Manager Coach, one of the inspirations behind it all and one of the, one of the greats that we've talked about in the past, particularly in, a, in an earlier episode of Leader Manager Coach on the podcast was the late great Bill Shankly. And like many players, or like many people, and for those of you who don't know, and understandably so, whether you're from a younger generation, in his playing career, he had a hiatus of a few years, as many did, when their career was cut short by World War II. So, you know, in World War II, in the early 1940s, football and sport was curtailed in its professional form for obvious reasons. And many people in the prime of their careers had a number of years uh, when they would have been playing at their zenith, at the highest point, earning capacity and, and success and all the rest of it. All that was taken away, it was taken out of their hands. And I think in this, there are great resonances, there are great analogies and the great links between the two. Now, not that I want to make this particular situation, this pandemic into a war, although you could you could consider it a battle, you can consider it a war, you can consider whole of life a battle. I, I, I'm not sure I like that necessarily, that way of looking at life, but it doesn't take away that life is a battle uh, at times. It's how you want to look at it, but you could, you could look at the two things. So we could say, if you're, so I'm, I, okay, let me just take it back one step. I, I'm speaking to you probably in many different situations. Some of you are parents, some of you are players, some of you are coaches, some of you are managers, some of you may be business leaders, some of you may be in, in employment in other areas and, and you use the podcast for leadership purposes. But whichever of those it is, undoubtedly, unless you are different than 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 the vast majority of people in the world at this current moment in time. You have, your life will have been affected by this pandemic. And what I want to say is that, look, this, although the circumstances and the causes behind it are different, this has happened before. And if you are in a certain sporting situation and your great plans the greatest opportunity of your life, the zenith of your achievement, your sporting goals, whether it's an Olympic event or championships or an opportunity to sign professional. 
or compete at the highest level is delayed, has been delayed, has been taken away by this pandemic. Remind yourself maybe, as painful as it is, that, has, that this has happened before and will happen again. It doesn't make the pain any easier. Maybe it does a little bit, but just wanted to, to throw that out there and remind remind you. And I was speaking to somebody this week who talked about, who was talking about an injury and how this injury was delaying and causing a great deal of frustration because the person wasn't able to do what they wanted to do in terms of progressing towards their goal. And it was further delayed by the pandemic. They weren't able to meet the professionals they needed to do because of restrictions. People were away. There was an increased demand on this person's time who was the, the health professional involved. And as a coach myself, as a, as a, as a somebody who's got a little tiny bit of experience in, in, in the world at my age, I look back and, and, and I could see it from many perspectives. And one of those perspectives is that, look, it's not a delay that's going to change forever what happens to this person. It is just a delay. And ladies and gentlemen, we have to learn to live and deal with this delay. The universe will do what it will do. The pandemic will do what it will do. And people will die. People will pass away. People will get ill. People will, this happens anyway. And whether you agree with how things are being managed and the money that's being put into it or not, that's not the question here. That's not the thing we are talking about right now. What I'm saying is there are things like this that have gone on before. And what people have done, and this is what I believe Shanks did and what other people did, is they used that adversity, that loss, that pain, that time, that downtime, that dead time, as Ryan Holiday talks about it from his mentor, Robert Greene, to do the right things, to self-manage, to self-educate, to do painful things that other people wouldn't do. And I'll take you back in another example of a young player, a professional footballer who played for England at the highest level, who captained his premiership club, who, when I knew him, was a 15-year-old boy sitting on a radiator pipe in a cold, drafty corridor with tears in his eyes and could see nothing but grey and a tunnel with no light at the end of it. For nine months, this person went through a process never on the grass, never kicking a football, never doing what he wanted to do, but doing things he probably didn't want to do in order to get back to doing what he did want to do. And slowly but surely and gradually, a light did open up at the end of the tunnel. And there's an article about this on the website, the Leader Manager Coach website, that this young player after nine months had been forced to do what other people did not have to do because they were not injured and as a result of doing what he had to do he then 
became a different individual and I developed things so amazingly above and beyond what he needed to do that he put himself on a pedestal above and beyond his contemporaries and his peers who had not gone through the same process. He had been burnished and had gone through the fire, as it were, and come out the other side, forged, stronger, tougher, more resilient. And as a result, I believe, went on to have the career that he did. So adversity is a challenge, but adversity is also an opportunity. And that is how you can look at COVID-19. The next thing I want to talk about is is related to a conversation I had with a very eminent coach educator this week who was talking about younger people and the a little bit of the impatience to get to, to the top and to achieve things. And we came back to the old story of mastery and hours and hours and hours and hours of honing skills so that you become tough, resilient, knowledgeable, experienced, understanding, and you stand there as a rock with able to do what you're able to do with masses and masses in reserve. You are not panting for breath and running at 100 miles an hour in order to keep up with where you have to be. Because if, if you have to do that on a a regular and consistent basis you're going to blow up it just means you're trying to operate at a level that you're not quite at so the safe thing to do the correct thing to do is to find out that four percent stretch level that just takes you beyond your comfort zone to help you grow because the the things we aim for in life should be we should look at as a responsibility. So if you aim for a great position where you're gonna get well paid, you're gonna get some adulation, you're gonna get some from, you know, back from that, whatever it is you want, then you initially will look at that as a prize. I've been there myself, you think, oh, if I was there, if I got this job and that position, oh, it's gonna be great. It's a prize to aim for. Yes, it is a prize, but actually it's not a prize. It's a responsibility. So you better be ready for it. When you arrive at that place, you better have the key skills in place because you are gonna be responsible for helping other people to get what they want and to help organizations to, to achieve what they want. And as much as it's great to have your name on a door, to have a plant in your office, to have a PA and a parking space, it may look like a prize, but it's only a prize to those who cannot see properly. To those who can see properly, it's a responsibility. The challenge is and the problem is that society often sees the prize but cannot see the responsibility. Great leaders, great managers, great coaches, wise people understand it's a responsibility. Leader Manager Coach podcast is available via the Leader Manager Coach app. Download it now to access the rich resource of unique, insightful and educational material to help you on your own journey in football, sport 
and life. Leader, manager, coach. For the game. For life. Available now on Google Play and Apple App Store. Next thing, and here's a good one. This is what I learned from Brian Johnson. Talks about Brian Johnson before. An absolute icon in terms of self-development. And he talks about the paradox of choice. And one of the things that is a big stressor in life is the amount of choice we have. You know, we've only got to go into a, a retail shop, a retail store, and you can be overwhelmed with choice. How are you going to refurbish your house even? What colours are you going to have? What taps are you going to have? What carpet? What floors? Which house? What kind of car? Which top to have? What colour? Choice can be a killer. Often, it's not the thing it's born out to be. But let's get to the cut to the chase and go to choice in terms of every single second in life, every single minute in life, every hour, we have a choice. Choice to do this, to go that way, to go left, to go right, to do this, to eat, to not to eat, to drink, to not to drink, to speak to somebody, how we speak to them. Choice after choice after choice after choice, millisecond after millisecond, how we sit, how we stand, how we breathe, how we dress, how we act. How we continue, do we continue, do we the extra hour, do, do we go home early, do we cheat, do we, do we be honest, do we, do we, do we, do we, do we not, etc, etc. However, as Brian Johnson so eloquently points out, if we have predetermined not only where we want to go and who we want to be, but how we are going to get there in, in, in virtuous principle terms, then there are no choices. What does he mean by that? Let's say you've set yourself a goal. And that goal is to be an... It's not... You've not set... You, you set yourself a real goal. And when I say a real goal, I mean a goal, a character goal, as Stephen Covey talks about. The character ethic. Not the personality ethic. Not the, the quick fix ethic. Not the how to, how to speak so in such a way that people believe you, whether you're right or not, but how to be a person of character. So you set yourself a goal to always, 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 always tell the truth, no matter what the consequences, because that's what you believe as a virtue. And a situation comes along where you know there is a dishonesty going on. And then you have a choice to make as to whether to speak up about that choice, to follow it, to join in, to let it be, or not. Now, the reality is that if you really have already signed up for that, then there is no choice, because you cannot go along with it, because you have already made that decision. So it takes away the stress of the decision. It takes away so many stresses and so many decisions. Imagine a life where you do not have to make so many decisions because it's decisions that wear us out. And as people do fail to realize that incongruous living and living by default and living where we try and cover things up and get the best out of every situation, irrelevant of the cost, just for the short term and tell little white lies to get what we want and, and, and con people and, and make it easy for ourselves. 
we are constantly having to make decisions. Whereas if you set your stall out and you decide in advance, this is how I'm going to live my life, it's how I'm going to act, it's how I'm going to lead, it's how I'm going to manage, I'm going to coach, you'll become known for that per- for, to be in that person. Your presence will put it out there. Yes, you will be challenged, but there are no decisions to make as such because you've already made the decision. You just have to act it out. There's a difference. It's a subtle difference, but an amazingly powerful one. Next one. I just want to talk about this. I'm certainly going to come back to this in a future podcast because it is so powerful. Emerson talks about it in his essay on friendship. He talks about friendship and this is so powerful. I just want to introduce it now. In terms of life, in terms of getting on, in terms of moving forward, in terms of evolution, in terms of quality of life, friendship is vital. But, and there's so much more to it than this, is that real friendships do not demand all the time. And real friendships, you will know this, many of you will recognize how many of you have got friends who you do not speak to on a regular basis. You do not, you're not with them on a regular basis. And you do not necessarily contact them on a regular basis, whatever regular is to you. But when you do speak to them, when you do contact them, when you are with them, it's like there are no agendas. It doesn't matter that you've not been in touch. They don't care. They're not worried. They're not bothered. They didn't hold it against you. It's just friendship at its core. And yet there are other friendships where we feel obliged. And lots of things happen in families where we are obliged to be in contact. And Emerson talks about that so eloquently. And what I want to say is that, look, you have to learn to develop relationships, but be happy in your own skin and let people think what people think. And if people are demanding of you to act in a certain way, excuse me, that is not necessarily true friendship. And it's not their fault. It's not for you to judge necessarily, but just be the friend that you can be and let everything else take care of itself. There's more to it, but I hope you get the essence of what Emerson is saying. And please, 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 as I always want you to do, have a look at Emerson's essay. It's absolutely mind-blowing. And here's the last one for this particular podcast. Why is the magic in the journey and not the destination? The magic is in the journey and not the destination because the lesson we need, amazing how life does this, don't ask me how, the lesson we need is right here, right now. It's right here and right now in front of all of us. And it relates to the the principle of now the moment of now, the power of now, not tomorrow, not next week, not next year, but now. It's what we do now that counts because that will take us to a different space, a different place, a different thought process, a different emotion, and we can face the next decision, the next challenge, the next thing to do. 
Beginning is half done. The journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. I think we are talking about the same principle. So yes, set your goals. This is the reminder, set your goals. Know what you want, define it, and do what is in front of you now. If you believe in your mind, if you believe in the goal-setting wonder of your own mind, human nature, then doing what is in front of you now is the next logical step towards where you want to be. So those are the few leadership, management and coaching virtues that I want to talk about this week on, on Leader, Manager, Coach. I hope one or two of those may just make a slight difference in your own journey. Please follow them up. Brian Johnson, phenomenal stuff. Emerson, of course. And, you know, dive into any of his works. You cannot fail to be a different person once you've experienced the words of Ralph Waldo Emerson. Well, that's Leader, Manager, Coach. Don't forget, download the app with all the amazing stuff we've got on there with uh, the educational material, whether you're a player or you're a coach or a leader in whatever capacity. All right. Always great to have you with us and uh, leader, manager, coach. See you later. Bye-bye.